Welcome to another episode of That Some Crazy Shit with Kelly and James. My name is Kelly and my co-host is Mr. James. I want to thank you for the in rear in in what's it called in introduction thank the inter- you the introduction the introduction thank you you're very very welcome so um let me ask you a question shoot if you could visit the afterlife without dying would you visit the afterlife yes you are in luck because you know what they say you can visit the afterlife without dying oh right on then that's like half the battle that's like half the battle. So we have a really, really cool guest. And his name is Regan Forston. And Regan is a clinical hypnotherapist and a certified life between lives facilitator uh, that he received from the Newton Institute. He basically can put you in a trance-like state so that you, Mr. James, if you so chose could visit the afterlife basically visit your life before here on earth your life before you became your human avatar so would that be like when we were in past lives that would be like energy like before your i guess because from what well you know what i'm gonna let him explain it to you because i'm not a what's it called i'm not a life between lives facilitator all I know is that this dude says he can, we can visit the afterlife while we're still alive. Well, that's intriguing. That is incredibly intriguing. It's crazy shit. And I think we should just get right to it. Well, let's do it then. All right. Welcome to the show. Clinical hypnotherapist and certified life between lives facilitator, Regan Forston. Reagan, thank you so much for being a part of that some crazy shit and coming on the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, I guess you get a lot of uh, a lot of remarks about the uh, the name of your podcast, huh? But uh, I, I I remember through lifetimes, um, I don't know who, who, but like a numbers of people I've been with, and they'll hear something and then they'll say. Oh my God, that's some crazy shit, you know, like, a, <laughs> like it's become kind of a, a saying in, in the world, you know, when people hear something that kind of shocks them a little bit or they, you know, they, they uh, kind of hits their mind and they, they just, they can't process it real quick. So they say that, you know, um, <clears throat> well, what I'm about to talk about today for some people, there's going to be, oh gosh, uh, a lot of your listeners are going to be home in a minute. They're going to be going damn now that's some crazy shit (laughs) that's perfect yeah and and that's good you know i mean just how we expand our our knowledge and our consciousness and everything is by being open to the possibility of of uh realizing we don't know everything you know there's always more to learn there's always things that take us deeper and deeper into who we are as as a race and who we are as, as people you know um so um, I'll give you the short version here and then we'll get into the longer version. But uh, I'm one of 250 trained certified facilitators uh, that work through the Newton Institute. It's like Fig Newton, like Newton Institute. And um, we're scattered around, I think, 46 different countries now. We do our sessions in eight different languages. And 
what we found accidentally about 40 years ago, Dr. Newton, um, he had a, a client that he had in hypnosis and he was trying to help them with one of their issues. And so it was time for them to come out of trance. And he says, okay, I'm going to count you out and count of five. You're going to be out of trance. You'll be back. You'll be feeling great. And they, and they, and his client refused to come out. <laughs> they wanted to stay in that state. And, and he says, why? And he says, he says, I want to, I want to go home. You know, I want to visit my friends. And the Dr. Newton was like, well, what? Well, you know, I'll wake you up. You get to go home. He said, no, I want to go home. I want to see my friends. So Dr. Newton said, okay, well, take me there. And almost instantaneously, here's his client talking to people, which it turned out to be were in heaven or on the other side. And they were his buddies, you know, uh, like a group of, uh, of friends that he really missed. And he was talking to him. So, um, Dr. Newton thought that was, of course, pretty strange and pretty weird, but the inquisitive person that he was, he began uh, this process where he started doing that with other clients. When they were in a deep state, he would say, okay, now I want you to go home. And they would all know what that meant. And all of a sudden they'd find themselves in the afterlife in heaven or whatever. He proceeded to do that with about 7,000 people uh, over 40 years. And uh every time that he had somebody in trance he started uh, there would be a guide or an angel or something there and he they found out you could communicate with them and so the the other side started allowing uh people to visit you know like they opened a portal like god opened a portal so people could get a sense of uh of uh, their reality you know of a truer bigger reality so um as he was getting older he thought you know i gotta i gotta I kind of know how to do this now. I got to train other people to do it because I'm not going to be around forever. So about 15 years ago, we started the Newton Institute. And um, every year we trained about another 10 or 15, 20 people around the world. Uh, and so as a group now, there's 250 of us doing afterlife research. Um, we've helped about 70,000 people so far have this experience. And because there's more of us now, we're it's growing and growing and growing. And especially uh, with uh, the blessing of COVID was um, some of our therapists started um, trying it on Zoom, you know, just like mm -hmm. what we're doing now here. And they found out that the results were practically the same. So now uh, what that means is that people that want to uh, visit heaven for a couple of hours in full consciousness um, and uh, that they're able to do it. So some of our are people like even right now around the world they're on a zoom thing right here with somebody from india or someone from england or whatever you know when people hear about this um our published research now has sold over a million copies already because people are really interested in this there's something something deep within a person that knows that there's more there's more than what we see and more than our body you know that's why you know religion is so popular you know why you know why people have this uh, this kind of something just tells them that that you know that there is a god or that there's you know that they have a that just can't all be just by happenstance and everything um now i've been twice so for me i know it's totally real and i in my book um my book that i published a couple years ago it's called three hours 33 minutes in heaven and it's about my my own personal journey um in what happened uh and i think about it gosh on and off during the day about every day because uh, uh the things that i learned there was such a game changer and it is for a lot of people too um 
So because we're on a short show here, so I'm, I've been on some podcasts that we start out at a half hour, we end up talking for three hours <laughs> because it brings up so many questions. But if, you know, if this stirs in some of your listeners and that and they want to know more or something, I'm happy to, um, happy to come back on. Uh, I was on the board of the Newton Institute for a while and um, I'm still helping them with um, uh, public outreach, you know, just letting people know that this is, uh, this is possible. So now let me explain the process because a lot of people go, well, how could, how could people do this? It must be only a few people could do this, have this ability. We have found out that this is a natural ability that we all have. That's why um, with the clients that I see and everything, my success rates uh, a little over 90%, 90, 91, 92. Within one or some people take two sessions because sometimes they can't quiet their mind enough to relax enough to, to allow themselves to go really deep uh, into trance. Um, the trance state is nothing more than being super, super relaxed. Um, and this process, what we do is we, we follow the natural process of you falling asleep. But instead of it just happening naturally, like when you go to bed at night, uh, we uh, have somebody lay down and we, we start ha uh, doing some relaxation techniques where they, uh, they can just allow their, their body, their mind just to quiet down. Um, if we had you hooked up to machines, you know, they can measure brain waves and you've mm -hmm. heard of alpha, alpha waves and beta waves, theta waves, delta waves. Um, and um, as you begin to relax, uh, if, if you were looking at your brainwaves on the screen, you would notice that, that as you begin to relax, your brainwaves spread apart a little bit. So uh, like right now, they're really close together. And as you begin to either meditate or, you know, just close your eyes and relax, <clears throat> you go from uh, the beta state to the alpha state. And from there, as you relax a little more, you go to the theta state. And that's when people kind of fall asleep. Well, because I'm communicating with my clients and I keep them right on the verge of falling asleep. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they fall asleep a little bit and I'll just tap their hand gently and uh, and I'll say, you know, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And then and then they go, oh, OK, and then we continue. So um, it seems that's where this I call it a God switch. That's my own term for it. But um, where people can uh, easily uh, go to a past life. Uh, and um, the thing about past lives now, all these 70,000 people have experienced past lives. So we've, we figure we've pretty much proven that, you know, that's the, it's just the way things are. Um, but um, in this state, we use that uh, to get them to the memory of being in heaven before, you know, before they were born. Uh, so when they go to a past life, like my clients, they'll, go, they'll see themselves in a past life, we'll explore will kind of move around in the timeline there and, and uh, they'll see if they, you know, uh, what they were doing, uh, what their challenges were in that life. Uh, and then um, we don't spend a lot of time there, maybe, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes kind of exploring that. But then uh, when they're in this deep state, I'll, I'll, I'll tell their subconscious to take us to the death scene where they actually died. People don't, you don't get re-traumatized again because part of you knows that I'm sitting next to that my clients know I'm sitting next to them and they can hear me and they're conversing with me. But when you get in the state, it's magical. It's like your mind splits off into two, like having a, like having a split screen, you know, and you're, you're like, like you're watching a football game, but yet, you know, your buddies are on the, they're having beer and popcorn with you while you're doing it. You know that, but it's, okay. you're so involved in the game, you know, that, that you're kind of your, 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 your attention is in both places at one time. So, um, uh, when, 
a person um, sees themselves pass away, uh, I'll say, okay, now you've just passed away. You've left your body and you're at your funeral. And it's, it's, that's, it's just kind of an interesting thing when you realize, because we always thought, you know, when we have a relative or someone that dies, pe- there's enough people there that goes, I can just feel them in the room. You know, I can mm. feel that they haven't left yet, you know, and that's actually true. Uh, most people hang around for a bit. Um, and so then with my clients, I say, well, do you need to stick around for a little while? You know, is somebody having a hard time grieving because of losing you or uh, are you ready to move on? And I would say about half the time, my clients say, no, I need to stay here. My daughter, who's at my funeral right there, is having, she's so devastated. I need to stay with her a little while. So uh, in the research we're doing, what we do is I'll say uh, to my clients, I'll say, okay, I'm going to be quiet for a little bit now. You do what you need to do to comfort your daughter. And then when you're done and you're ready to go home, let me know. So I'm just sitting there quiet for a minute or two. And then they'll say, okay, I'm done. And then because we're researching, I'll say, well, what did you do? You know, how did you, did, were you able to let your daughter know? And uh, the most common thing they'll say is, yeah, I, I came to her in a dream, you know, and I told her and she saw me in her dream and uh, and now she's okay. Um, but there's, in a, uh, the two books that Dr. Newton wrote, uh, the ones that have sold over a million copies, the first one's called Journey of Souls. And when people read that, Journey of Souls, when people read that, there's something that gets stirred up in and what they'll do is they'll go to the Newton Institute site and they'll look at a, the list of therapists there and they'll call one of us uh, to get the process started. Um, and the other book, the second book he wrote was even bigger because the first one, you know, answered some questions, but then all these thousands of people reading this would write to Dr. Newton and say, okay, but what about this? And what about that? You know, so over 10 years, he had done thousands of more sessions and he knew a lot more. So he wrote the second book called Destiny of souls and in there there's a whole chapter on all the different ways that when people pass on to the other side how they contact us and it's it's through things we've kind of become familiar with now you know like sometimes they could make your electricity flicker on and off or or they might have a uh you know a hummingbird or something kind of fly through your window or something that you know is different than the norm you know mm-hmm. uh you know that way um <clears throat> there's a great movie um that talks about this on uh, Netflix and it's called surviving death. And it, it talks about a lot of this, uh, a lot of this stuff. Okay. So now on a basic, uh, session that happens, once people see themselves pass away, what I'll say to them is I'll say, okay, now what happened next when you passed away in that life, what happened next? And all of a sudden they kind of turn around. There's, there's a guy or some people see them as angels. Uh, and they can fully describe what they look like. You should see people's faces just light up when they see their guy, because most of them know this guy because that guy's been with them before. So it's like the homecoming. It's like, oh, there's so and so or whatever. Uh, to other people, um, it's it's a new experience to their <coughs> excuse me to their human self. Uh, and then, so usually I'll say then, well, well, you know, describe your guy to me. And uh, sometimes they see him just like I'm looking at you right now. Uh, James, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm just like I'm looking at you and they'll be able to describe, you know, he looks just like this. But more times than not, uh, they look like half human and half just energy. You know, they'll say, oh, you know, sometimes it's just complete. It's like a ball of just beautiful, loving energy. But when you're in that state, that ball of energy is like a human being. It's like somebody you recognize and someone that you know is is an energy force or is a, a personality. 
And so we'll ask um, if we can get the name of the guide. And <coughs> sometimes, excuse me, I'm getting over, getting over a, a, a cold here the last two weeks. Okay, so um, we get the guide's name. And um, sometimes there are these kind of exotic names and you go, wow, that's, wow, that's kind of otherworldly, the name, you know, of, and sometimes. Uh, but um, <laughs> I had one recently. And when this woman came in, she just lit up the room. I mean, she, you know, I think everywhere she goes, she, you know, there's just some people when they walk in, you just go, oh my gosh, they just make this room feel so much brighter because they have this beautiful spiritual energy. Mm -hmm. sense of, since she had a great sense of humor, she talked about that her sense of humor was uh, one of the things that got her through some of her toughest uh, obstacles in life. Um, and so... Uh, we asked the guide, uh, you know, well, what can we call you, you know? And he says, oh, uh, you can just call me Bob. <laughs> <laughs> she started laughing. She's in deep trance. She started laughing. Uh, I started laughing so hard that uh, it brought her up out of trance a bit. We had to get her back down again. <laughs> but it ended up being that the theme uh, through her too, she was under on the other side about two and a half hours and the whole theme on there seemed to be about humor and at one point we asked the guy you know i had this aha moment while i'm a researcher let me let me ask him like you know why do we love to laugh so much you know why is it that that god gave us that gift and he, he proceeds through her to do this whole discourse on on god's reason for humor and how important it is and how humor is a part of love you know, it's a part when our hearts are light and when we're when we're feeling good and how he, how it can heal and um, so that people should incorporate, you know, in their lives as much as they can to laugh as much as they can, you know, find reasons to laugh, never take things too seriously, you know, that way. So that was really cool at that time because we're getting a discourse, of, you know, from one of these guides about the importance of humor and she's just having a, a, a good old time. Now, um, <laughs> Um, since I'm condensing this, I'll just say that we, in this uh, 70,000 recording, we record all these. Uh, and so people, because people will remember most of, uh, of their journey to the other side and back. Um, but you forget a lot of little things. It's like if you go to see uh, uh, Tony Robbins or somebody, a big speaker, and he's got all this knowledge for you and everything. And uh, when you leave, you remember basically the high points. But there was mm -hmm. a lot of, lot of little information that was in there that gets lost sometimes, you know. Uh, so uh, we have people listen to the recording often. And a lot of my people say when they listen to the recording, they put their earphones on, they go back, that they kind of feel like they're back there again. And they, they, they re-experience it again and again. And um, that helps them to... Uh, you know, to keep it, it like a, you have a dream that's real powerful, but a week later, uh, if I asked you about the dream, you could hardly remember it, even though at the time it was like so powerful. You know? Right. Yeah. So um, now uh, what they've opened up for us to see over there, uh, two important things um, that we've actually found, we call them stations, but, you know, we have about uh, eight different stations that we've identified that people you know, some visit all of them. It's very, usually some people visit two or three and, and by that time they're exhausted and they're ready to come back and they go, oh, that's enough for today. And then they can take another trip at another time and see some of the other stuff. But uh, before they have a session, uh, I send them homework. And in the homework, uh, they make a list of questions that they like to have answered about their current life. You know, like, you know, 
what the f (laughs) what's this about i mean that's a good question this is crazy shit down here, you know. It's like, <laughs> it's like, like, what am I supposed to be doing down here? I just feel I've got, I've got so many challenges. It's life is so difficult, you know. And um, they'll answer any question you have. I mean, some people ask about if they're going to meet their significant other if they haven't in their life, or uh, they'll ask questions about how they're doing as a parent, uh, that sort of thing. Um, and um, so we ask some standard questions. And they're happy to answer that. Like we'll say, how many lifetimes has this person lived before? Just to give people when they come back a sense of of their history, you know. And we'll say, like, is this person a, a beginning soul or, or a medium or you know intermediate or an advanced soul, you know? Which is good for people to know. Um, and and then they ask their questions that they've prepared, and um, they get answers. You know, now sometimes the answers are a little ambiguous. Like they'll say. Uh, you know, how how am I gonna how am I gonna lose weight or something? You know, <laughs> and 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 they'll say, well, you know, pick a good diet. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I came all the way to heaven for this, and you just say, have a good diet. You know, I mean, it's stuff that we kind of know already or whatever. And, and sometimes they'll say, well, we have the answer to that, but we want you to learn in the finding the answer for yourself, you know, and, uh, and, and other times they'll just come right out. Like I had a, a, a nurse that came to me and, uh, she didn't understand why she had such a difficult time with one of the doctors that was on rotation. Like there's three doctors during the week that we would, would, uh, would come on in rotation. And every time this doctor would be there like once or twice a week, uh, he would be so emotionally cruel to her that it, it when he when she knew he was going to be in she'd sit in her car before going into work and she started having panic attacks sometimes because this doctor was so he, he never in front of anybody so she couldn't report on human resources he would pull her aside or something and just say you know you're a piece of you know wow. you shouldn't even be doing this you know i said uh-huh. what you know and she she never did anything to this guy she couldn't understand but it hurt her she's such a sweet person so she's before the council and uh she says she she calls him Doctor Rotten Man. <laughs> That's her nickname. <laughs> you know, she asks the council, "Why am I having such a hard time with this Doctor Rotten? Why is he so mean to me?" They just said one sentence to her. They said, "You were very cruel to him in another lifetime," mm. and that's all that they said. And she grimaces. She's in trance. She grimaces and she goes, oh, "I don't want to hear that. Oh, I don't want to hear that." You know, kind of thing. Well, here's the interesting thing that happened. Um, when she, when we brought her out of trance, we talked about that. She says, she says, I just want to hate the guy. You know, I says, I mean, he's just so mean to me. I don't, I, I can't think that I was ever mean to him or anything like that. Well, about three months later, I had a conversation with her and I says, how's it doing with him right now? She says, Regan, the weirdest thing happened. I didn't ever say a thing to him or whatever. I don't know what happened, but he is not since that day I had my session. He's never been mean to me again. I don't know what's going on. And then she retired shortly after that. But only thing we could think is, is that because she had this knowledge now, you know, that maybe she was getting payback for something that she did in it before, something energetically changed in her that his energy felt and it just kind of dissipated, you know. Mm-hmm. And this happens over and over again with people that have their, like, um, uh, we've had, um, you know, people like, um, well, <clears throat> Maybe we could, we could even do a whole other show about. I'm also certified as a quantum healing hypnosis 
uh, therapist. And what we do, you might have heard of QHHT. I don't know if you've, if you've, that's what I've heard show. of it. Yeah. I've okay. heard of it. Yes, I have. And I incorporate that in the uh, life we call the sessions we do, we call them life between lives. It's like you get to experience where you go before you come back again. Okay. Which would be the uh, afterlife heaven. But, um, it, the quantum healing thing does the, basically the same thing. They have people go to a past life when they see themselves pass away, uh, and they're out of their body as a therapist, we ask them, can I speak to your higher self now or your subconscious or whatever you want to call that other bigger part of yourself. And in trance, you naturally say yes. And then all of a sudden out pops this, <laughs> it's like a third person's there. And I say, like, am I talking to James's higher self now? And he goes, yeah. And I go, oh, cool, you know. And then, <laughs> and then um, we have them do a help. We have them do a body scan just to see if there's anything. You know, sometimes we we go in with someone has health issues or problems, uh, and um, the the higher self is is more than happy to. It, it's like I'm talking to them, and they're kind of inside your body checking out things, and they'll say, well, you know, you might you might have the doctor check this out or that out. And sometimes we'll say, we'll ask, because they won't, do, this God thing or thing won't do anything unless you specifically ask, because they don't want to intrude any in any shape or form on your being. So we'll say, well, can my client receive a healing? And sometimes the higher self will say, yes, that lesson has been learned and a healing can be done. And um, we had one case where the woman had come into this, she had a, her birthmark was uh, underneath her neck. It was this big, long thing and of course she found out in the past life that they went to she was hung you know and oh. um, so um, she came back they asked her a healing or something like this and six months later she sends a picture of her neck and the birthmark had completely disappeared wow you know? hey, now see now that's crazy that's crazy <laughs> shit right yeah that is crazy <laughs> shit wow so <clears throat> but um they, they have about 3500 people now their their process is a little more simple and they're but basically trying to do the healing in that but it's very very powerful and it's just more confirmation that what dr newton discovered um uh, dolores cannon was doing similar research at the same time unbeknownst to each other you know when they found out about each other they realized wow this is really real because you're getting the same results i'm getting the same results you know that this is going so okay <clears throat> so after they, uh, when they get all their questions answered at the council, um, then uh, I'll say, uh, first I'll say, where's your guide? You know, is your guide still in the room? And she'll go, yes. And then I'll say, where is your guide right now? And about 90% of the time, people always say, my guide is, be, uh, is uh, behind, behind to the right, you know. And, you know, like they just kind of stand there in the room when you're at the council, just, you know, like until you need them again so then the guide comes up and we say okay there's another place you've opened up for us to here to see and my client would really like to go there and this is what we call to the soul group now the soul group as we found out are a group of souls that we normally incarnate with i, I look at it in simplified form i like to do everything simplified form it's like an acting troupe of your favorite buddies and uh, you know, over the millennia you've been in heaven and the afterlife, you've developed closeness more with some souls more than other souls. And you, you kind of, they kind of form as groups. And um, here's the, I think the biggest thing in our research we have discovered, first of all, is we're not created in the womb. We're already, we've already been created. Uh, we're just visiting the womb, okay? 
In other words, God created us in heaven. You know, that's where the creation happened. And um, uh, and what we've done, what we're doing is we are uh, just uh, embodying our energy into uh, uh, human form and stuff like that to have experience to actually uh, deepen our our uh, you know our love, our compassion, our you know everything like that. Because going through the human experience uh, is what does that. Um, don't know why and how that worked, but that seems to be uh, you know uh, what's happening. So, like James, when you decided to be James, and you're looking down, and you're, you know, you've chosen this part of your acting, you know, one of your other fellow actors there to be your mom in this life, someone that you felt would, <laughs> would, uh, would rake you over the coals, or would be sweet and kind, you know, depending on what you needed to learn. Um, you decide how how hard it's going to be in that lifetime, and how much of your soul self you're going to put into the body. Uh, when we ask people that question, how much of your soul self is in the human body? We usually get like 45, 55, 65%, something like that, which means that each of us has a higher self that's always home, you know, that's always there, okay? And I watch time after time after time as people are in this trance and they they blend with their higher self, you know, and, and all of a sudden, Every question I'm asking and my client is answering, they're answering in third person. Like all of a sudden, it's like, you know, James' higher self is talking. He's saying, you know, if that if that James wasn't so stubborn, you know, if he wasn't so stubborn, <laughs> he, he'd be <laughs> he'd be doing this and he'd be doing that. And when people are blown away when they hear the recording afterwards and they go, hey, that's myself ringing me a new one, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's like oh my God, I, you know? It's so it's so interesting, but this just happens time after time after time. That's why we, you know, um, like if only a few people that had this experience would be one thing, but people come all different ages, different sexes, different religions, and when they come to me, uh, they all basically have a template of, of the same experience. You know, because everybody's individual, they each have, uh, you know, their their session is a little different, just kind of specialized to them. But they basically do the same thing. So, the cool thing is knowing that we always have part of ourselves there. What that means is, when you're on the other side, you can have conversations with people, the higher self of the people that are still alive in your life today. You know, uh, in other words, uh, uh, you could, you know, if your mom and dad are still alive, you can talk to them. Your spouse, uh, your children. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I've had so many parents that have had difficult children. Like you know, some of them are on the spectrum. They're having a difficult time. Some of the kids are teenagers or into drugs, and they're having. It's hard. It's that they're hard time being a parent. You know, in this time, and they'll talk to the higher selves of their kids, and they'll say, you know, like, what's up? You know, what? You know, you know, is there anything I can do for you that I'm not doing? Do I need to just leave you alone, or is there something I'm doing? And the higher selves will talk to them. And um, uh, I even had a had a, a great case where a husband and wife, the wife had come to the husband and asked for a divorce, and he, he couldn't believe it. I mean, they have a had a this was not, you know, the divorce thing didn't happen to be for him cheating or or, or being abusive and anything. It didn't have anything to do with that. They had a really great family with three kids, uh, and it's a synagogue where they went to. People, he said, people would have said we were the last people they would ever think would have a divorce because they had such a beautiful family. But there was something inward in her that she just knew she had to move on, and and so it was devastating him. So they went to a, a couples counselor, and um, 
they were trying to work out things and the council they came to a roadblock and the counselor says well this might seem kind of weird but i know you're very spiritual people from talking to you i know this guy named regan and he can actually have you guys go to the other side and talk to each other and try to find out what's behind all this you know so they came to me and so one day i did a session for him uh and uh, oh wow i'm just remembering his past life uh it, it, he was um he was walking down this corridor and he was and there was women and children they were all naked and they were going down this long corridor and all of a sudden i'm thinking like whoa and i said are you about to die and he goes yes you know and i says look down at your arm as there anything on there and he read me the numbers on his mm. arm they were tattooed on his arm and wow that was uh he he found himself in there and I didn't want him to experience that again I said okay now you've just passed away and he was actually in his past life was in the holocaust okay um <clears throat> so which was interesting but then that's as far as we got that day um so um we you know we he saw himself pass away but we were uh the guy that, that he started to see there wouldn't let us go any further <clears throat> so um we were kind of stuck so the wife the next day I did her session all the bells and whistles you know she went right to uh her her past life um she saw in in the in information that we gathered that in her contract that she had with her husband it was to be if he didn't get to a certain point in his unfoldment what and hold up his part of the bargain she was going to leave him again which is what happened there was some emotional kind of thing or something that he hadn't kind of he hadn't kind of uh, stepped up to the plate on and so she just knew she needed to move on So I had the husband come back on Monday. This time he went to a past life. He was it was like 1800s. Um I could tell he was wearing he was wearing the he was wearing the gentleman clothes, you know, the black tux top hat, was, you know, buggies buggies going up and down the street, you could hear them and stuff and and so I said, "Okay, I said 1 2 3, I want you to go to an important event in your life." And all of a sudden he's walking into a bar. <laughs> and I'm thinking these okay, you know, this uh this aristocrat rocks in a bar and whatever. <clears throat> so he's just sitting and I wonder what's so because mostly people go to births, they go to when they get when they're married or when mm. when someone has died in their life, you know, it's an important event that imprinted something emotional on their on their uh psyche. So, he's just sitting there at the bar and I'm going, "Well, not much going on here." And and he I said describe to me the bar and he said well there was this barmaid that was going by a little kid running around and people just there drinking so in a little frustration nothing was happening there so he's just sitting there watching people and so I said okay 1 2 3 this is later on in the day all of a sudden he was in a motel or a hotel room with the barmaid and uh and would come to find out that little kid running around the bar was his kid but nobody knew it and nobody knew that that was his girlfriend So she gives him the ultimatum. She says, "Look, you have to take me and your son in as your wife and your child or I don't want to see you again." And he couldn't do it. It was too much social pressure. You know, she's from the wrong side of the tracks, you know, kind of thing. And so he blew it and lost her in that lifetime. So something similar was happening in this lifetime. I I forget exactly what we identified, but it was and he's realizing, "God, oh, God, I kind of blew it again." You know. So anyway, they were able to when they came both out of it and then we talked in person to start regular therapy session and um he was he was just sad as heck. I mean, he was so sad. But they were able to she was able to move on. Everything's fine now. 
he moved on, she moved on. The kids, they they uh, they divorced amicably, uh, and everything's okay, you know. But um, it was kind of interesting. It was like doing couples counseling in heaven, you know. It's like you really get、uh. to the point. <laughs> That shows you important <coughs> things there. So,、um, in the soul group,、um, oh wow, I see. I guess okay. I guess I'm supposed to mention this. <coughs> One of my clients came to me. She didn't even believe in this stuff, you know. She said that's crazy shit, you know. I don't believe this, <laughs> but but my my psychologist says I should, should come and see you. Her she came home. Her husband had hung himself. Oh, and,、uh, can you imagine that? You know, wow. She, this was she, this was the love of her life. I mean, this she she was so devastated by this. Like, oh gosh, if I'd only come home sooner, you know,、uh. if I'd been, if only this happened, it was at my fault. You know all the guilt and everything that goes through. What could I have done? I don't understand why we were having we had a good relationship. Why did he do this? And she couldn't even work. I mean, and she was just out of it. So I told her, I says, "Well, okay, we just do this process, and a lot of times people can talk to people that passed on. So let's give it a go." And like most people, she was surprised how easy it was. She went right into deep trance. She went to a past life, and then um, um, we were able. To, there was a guide that was there. We, we told him the main reason she came today was she was hoping to speak to her husband that had killed himself, and all of a sudden, you know, the guide says, "Okay, but you can only talk to him for just a little bit because he's going through a transition right now." So they allowed him to come out of this room or whatever he was at, and oh my gosh, the tears running down her eyes. I'm sitting next to her. Oh, it's getting me now even thinking about it. Just.、Um, And she says, "Oh my God, there he is!" You know, and I says, "Okay, now I want you to just talk to him. I'm going to be quiet. You have this conversation with him. When you're done, you tell me what you want to share." Okay, so I was quiet for about, gosh, it was about I don't know, maybe ten, fifteen minutes. It was a long, long time. So then <clears throat> she says, "Okay, they they say that that's all I can talk to him now." And、uh, and I said, "Why?" And and she said, and her husband was still there. He says.、Um, My husband says I'm I'm afraid where they're going to take me right now, you know, and I'm going whoa, you know, because everybody's thinking hell or something, you know, kind of、yeah. like this or something, and and says well ask him, ask him where are they taking him and why is he why is he so upset? He says my guide is taking me to a place to show me what my life could have been like if I hadn't killed myself,、mm. you know. Wow, that was. Pretty heavy duty, you know. In other words, there wasn't God over there. wasn't There wasn't punishing him. They were had compassion for him. They had like, okay, you kind of messed up a bit because you were down here to to and you tried to take a shortcut. You know, you didn't you didn't follow through and learn your lessons and everything, and you tried to take your way out. And I think that what I got from that is that we're going to show him so that next time he incarnated or something, he would he would be smarter, you know, and he would stick it out, you know. Yeah, that way. So that was interesting, but、um, uh, that was one of the most tearful ones、uh, and emotional ones、uh, sessions that I've done.、Uh, but what it did was, is it took the ugly out of her grief, you know. And though she was still able to grieve and miss him, and like she does and everything, but she was able to get back to work and 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 eventually move on. Okay, so、um, you know, it was good that way. <clears throat> Now. Um, don't know how much time we have left, but I'll just brief over some of the other places that、uh, people have gone.、Um, people have wondered, okay, what do what do people do when they get to heaven? 
you know, where they just sit around doing the harp thing all the time. Or maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe some of them take up trumpet or something, or you know. <laughs> and and um, they actually have a place of uh, like I'll, we'll say. Uh, usually I do it towards the end of the session, and I'll say, "Well, uh, looks like my my client here has a little more energy." And I've heard there's a place of uh, of recreation where souls go to have fun, and they go, "Yeah." And we'll say, "Well, can my client go?" And it's when we say that, instantly they're there. That just happens. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's usually uh, the one the ones that come to my mind. It's like they're it's like they're balls of energy, like, and they're. This one was playing. It was like um, like a form of basketball, but with like energy balls, and they were running up and down the court and throwing this energy to each other. And just the, the my just watching my clients, they they just say it's just so much fun. They just they feel like like so lighthearted and and everything. Uh, another one of my clients was uh, uh, he says, "Well, it's like we're playing tag. It's like I'm running." He says, "I'm I'm this ball of energy and this colored energy with all these." energy's flying around and he would zoom and he would touch you know go just kind of whisk by some of the energy and he goes oh my god this is better than sex <laughs> he, he said, <laughs> you know that's the only thing he he could describe his human form he says oh my god this is so much fun and he was zoom zoom and, and you know there were stuff like that so there's a lot of a lot of things the other place that we find people go to is a place of life selection and they actually uh revisit and see how they where they chose their life and they all describe it the same way. It's, I picture the way they're described to me because I, when I was there, I didn't go there. But I went to some other places. But the life selection place—it's like you're sitting in a theater, and there's a guide there and some counselors, and they're trying to help you pick out your next life, which they give you total choice. They—they might—they they might help give you recommendations, but it's—it's it's, each soul gets to choose. They—they're not made. You know, they're not saying, "Okay, we're throwing you down in this body." You know, in here. Mm. Uh, if if it's if it's going to be a hard life, and let's say they have to do some payback because sometimes they've done some things in their lifetimes that, uh, that were not so good, you know, and they know that to learn they have to kind of experience going through what they put other people through. That seems to be how people mm. learn, you know. Sometimes you know you gotta you you kill someone, you go down and be killed, and now now you just learn something, you know. Um, <clears throat> well, there's like like a movie screen, and they're seeing all these different choices. And then they're saying, "Hmm, well, that body would be so." It's because it, this is this this thing to wrap for me to wrap my mind on. But on the other side, time—it's like everything in the whole universe is happening simultaneously. It's like, you know, in past lives, we can we can go forward or backward like a, like a videotape. We can go. Let's go back to when you were younger. Let's now let's go here, and they seamlessly. It's like time. It just you know it goes that way. So, um, and then. Um, they decide what they want to learn. Uh, they decide um, how much of their energy they're going to put into that, depending on how difficult the life is going to be. And then uh, they meet with other souls that they have, in a sense, contracts with. It's going to come down. Okay, you're going to be my mom. You, you're going to come down and help me be my dad. You're going to be my, my, you know, significant other, my children, that sort of thing. And then uh, some of them found themselves. Uh, before they in, before they come down and go in the body, they have meetings with these other souls and they talk about how they're each going to meet. And because when they get in the body, it doesn't always it's not 100 percent. It doesn't always work. Sometimes people that you're supposed to see in your life, you walk right by them and you don't even connect. Okay, uh, <clears throat> but I'm remembering the case of this um, this man, his significant other. They were going to be married in this life, and she says, "Okay, how about this?" 
we're going to be, I can see this thing. I'm going to be at this dance, you know, I'm like about 17, 18 years old. And I'm going to be sitting across the room and I can see I'm going to have this scarf. It's a certain color. And I'm going to take the scarf and I'm going to throw it around my neck. And when you see that happen, that's going to trigger you to want to come over and talk to me. Okay. And actually, <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it played out? You know, you know how some people, when they, when they meet people, sometimes there's that thing where you just feel you know them before or you know them right. after. It's just like seeing an old friend or something like that, okay? So, but what we found out is sometimes uh, because this is so difficult being human and sometimes some of these things don't work and it's like all the best made plans of what they plan to do in life can go awry a little bit or people come down and they know they're gonna go through certain difficulties, but because of free choice and free will, sometimes they get seduced a little bit by all the pleasures and things and that down here and it'll sidetrack them from what their mission is mm -hmm. and so, They'll get back to the other side and they'll go, ah, oh, damn, you know, and, oh man, them drugs were so good, you know, so, you know, they're disappointed. So um, <clears throat> then they, you know, they plan what to do next. Um, another place people go to is the library. The library <clears throat> has... Um, pretty much the, the whole history of everything that's ever been and people when I have them I say okay one two three you're now at the library and they're there and I have them okay what's it look like uh, I get this a lot like they're they're in this like a library and they as far up as they can see there's like books and there's energies coming from books and it just sounds like a most beautiful a beautiful place and I've had them before but there be a, a guide there a person who's in charge like their guides with them but then there's usually someone at the library to charge the library and we'll say, okay, we're here at the library. We must be here for a reason. Um, and a lot of, I've had, a, a, the one I'm thinking of is they had my client sit in this, uh, in this chair in this room and the guy moved around, brought down this book and put it in front of my client. And I said, well, what's the book about? And she says, oh, the guy's telling me this is the history of me, you know? And, and so she was uh, looking at this book It opened up and just, one by one, all these, and I said, well, what are you looking at? And she says, well, each, each, each page I'm looking at is like a hologram and there's, and it's going so fast and I'm just seeing, and I said, oh God, that's me. That's me. That's me. And I, and I, uh, because of her human mind here, she couldn't really grasp all this, but her, herself that was on the other side was actually just having a ball, you know, was seeing all this information. Um, and that's, that's one, one place. Um, Oh, the place that people really love to go, like sometimes I'll have had artists, I've had songwriters, I've had uh, uh, um, musicians, you know, and that, that, that they do that in their life. And I'll say, uh, I'll say, well, we have some time left here. Let's ask your guide. Is there a place like um, uh, I wanted to to learn to create uh, some songs, you know, and I knew that. So when I went to the other side, um, we asked the guide over there that was with me, you know, is there a place I can go to get inspiration to write music? And they said, yes. And instantly I'm in this room and it wasn't big. It was, uh, I was on a little platform, like, like stage was only about 12 inches up. And then there was this room and it looked like you could maybe have 40 chairs in there or something. <laughs> and, um, and all of a sudden I'm hearing this beautiful music and I look behind and my guide was playing the violin. You know, and it was just sweet. It was so beautiful. It was beautiful music or something. Then he came to me and he said, Regan, when you want to create, I want you to just remember yourself in this room. He says, look around 
and just feel the energy of this room. And then he took like a fishing pole and he, he went like out towards the audience, you know, that way. And he, when he pulled it back on the hooks instead of fish were musical notes, you know? And he was saying, just remember this image, you know, cast, you know, just, just quiet yourself, like go into meditation, you know, cast out into the ethers that way. And when you pull it back, you're going to get this inspiration to, uh, to write music. And, um, I thought that was, that was uh, really cool. Since then, I actually published a CD. I've just got my first royalty check for, I think, uh, 98, what was it? It was just a little over a hundred bucks, but they, congratulations. I guess yeah, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Regan, this stuff is so interesting and you're right. We are running out of time okay. and we <laughs> definitely want to have you come back because you've given us a lot of information yeah, and I'm sure that are, I'm sure that I know that I have questions. I know that James has questions. Yeah, and I know that our, our listeners will have questions yeah. too. So we definitely want to have you come back oh, because I, this I, is some I interesting stuff. We've only scratched the surface. I know, I know. There's so much to this. Um, sure, I'd be happy to come back again. So if people want to learn more about this now, like my website is uh, real easy to remember. It's visittheafterlife.com. Visit theafterlife.com. There's some great videos on there. You can actually see a young lady that's actually going through the process on there. Some people watch it and they go, "Oh my God, this is so long and boring." Well, it's because that's it's 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 methodical. You know, there's a lot of times when I'm just sitting there for five or ten minutes while they're having some experience, and then they're telling me, you know, then I'm asking them the questions of what they're doing. So, but you can see a typical session that way. And also Dr. Newton on there's a couple of videos from him uh, on another page on uh, reincarnation. There's some, like I have Oprah on there. She's got uh, 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 Dr. Weiss on there, who's the foremost guy that started a lot of this. He's done wow. thousands of just past life regressions and things. Um, and um, also too, to let people know on there too, I have a regular therapy practice and I specialize in post-traumatic stress. Uh, fears and phobias uh, and um, get a, a lot of people there's a lot of people in trauma in this world out there and you probably know some yourself you may have been through yourself and there's stuff that when you think about it you just tears you down a little bit you know there's modalities now that's another thing we could talk about one time if you have me on the show I'll talk about um, how energy psychology is taking over uh, traditional psychology now, mm -hmm. uh, because with energy psychology, you actually get healing and you get through your problem lickety split instead of taking years and years and years and years of just talking about it. You just uh, different ways of manipulating the, the uh, your physical and emotional energy, and people just get better like so fast, you know, especially wow. with post traumatic stress. So, we could talk about that one time. We could get people, uh, it's tapping. People heard about that tapping. Yeah, we've uh, done, we've had people come on talk about tapping before. Oh, yes, that's, that's like a miracle. That just works so good. Uh, and then uh, the havening touch. If you don't have me, you could have someone else talk about that. It's it's um, it's these it's it's very easy to do. You can learn it in five minutes, and you can feel immediate uh, energy in your body. And the other one is EMDR, which is like uh, desensitization by eye movement. Uh, as you're talking about your issue, you're doing eye movement, you're going right brain, left brain, right brain, left brain. And it just seems to poke holes in that, you know, in whatever's bothering you so that it goes away. So, you know, there's a, there's some videos and things uh, on my website about that too. So I'm happy to help everybody through Zoom. I do a lot of Zoom sessions um, if, in California here. Like I'm getting ready, I have five sessions lined up for San Diego, 
I'm going to Fresno to do a session, and then I go down to LA and do two sessions, and then I have four sessions in San Diego, and then I drive back up to San Francisco, which is where I'm at. So I do wow. uh, do do a lot of traveling. And Fantastic. Well, we'll definitely thank you so much for coming yeah, on the show. Yeah. We're going to definitely have you come back. Thank you so much. You guys yep. are welcome. Okay. And uh, I hope to see you again sometime. You know, we have had life coaches before, but we have never had a life between lives coach. Facilitators. Facilitators, excuse me. This dude says he can put you in a state that you can basically visit the afterlife. Do you know how incredibly intriguing that is to me? Yes. James, did you count how many times we asked questions? Well, that's the thing. We were just listening. Oh my God. And he could have went on for like another good hour, which by the way. We're definitely having him come back. And I think we should do where it's like a question answer session, at least the first half of it, because I have a ton of questions. Well, let's do it then. We'll have to have him back for sure. Most definitely. Um, If you are interested in learning more about Regan and wanting to, you know, maybe, uh, you know, do a past life thing yourself, his website is visittheafterlife.com. And, you know, or go check out the Newton Institute as well. And, and maybe you're even interested in becoming a Life Between Lives facilitator. You can get certified through the Newton Institute. I like that. I would like to become a facilitator. Well, I mean, the training seems pretty intense when I was looking at the website. But you can become a facilitator to learn how to do this if this is something that you're interested in. But I would say do it first right i would what yeah i would do i would do a a past life regression thing yeah i've always wanted to do that that would be cool so yeah so now you found somebody who is actually certified in this and and he's like the newton institute um you know it looks like it's got a lot of credibility behind it what they do they have a lot of credibility behind what they do so hey if you're curious it's some crazy shit worth checking out See, and then once again, we brought science into the woo. Mm. And science is backing the woo. Or the woo is backing science. See, that's the thing. They're intertwined, the woo mm. and science. See, and that's why people can't separate them. Yeah, maybe. So what did we say we do some random bullshit? All right, then. You got the... something? You want me to get something? Go. All right, so talking about past lives and, you know, if you could go to a past life. All right. Let's say you can, and you can go to any time period in past history. Which one would you like to go and visit, and which one would you like to live in? Well, you're assuming that I was in that time period. No, well, yeah, we're just assuming you... Right, could go to any time period, and it's got to be the past, right? Right, because we can't go to the future. Uh, I would go back to 1967 to when you were born, yep, and I would do it all over again. 
But the caveat would be I would be able to retain all the knowledge that I have today. All the knowledge and wisdom or just knowledge? Both. So I would be an incredibly astute three-year-old. You would be. I could tell. I would be. People would be saying, look at that little three-year-old doing a podcast. And I'd be like, what the hell are you looking at? They They didn't even know what a podcast was back in 1970. So I would have been like, podcast yeah and they would be like what you need to party party <laughs> but no i would go back to to when i was born and i would want to be able to have a do-over but like i said all the all the things i know now so it wouldn't be called google it would be called google for kelly or something kelly, like that be called kelly hey yeah, kelly it'd be called kelly yeah Hey, Kelly, what's the weather? Okay, Kelly. What yeah. time is it? Okay, Kelly. Or, hey, Kelly. Or, that's what everybody Alexa? would say. Kelly. Hey, Kelly. I, Alexa, be my bitch, as would Siri. Because I would know about them. Wink, wink. wink yeah. Wink. You would know yeah. all their dirty secrets. I would know everything about them. Their virtual badness. And everybody would be like, oh, my God. Kelly. Kelly's it. Kelly, Kelly, yeah. Kelly, Kelly. They'd be like, Beyonce? Bullshit. Kelly! <laughs> Damn, this fucking got out of hand quick. <laughs> you went from like, just to like, nothing to world domination. World wow. domination! No Kelly! Shit. Yeah, I know everything that I knew today. About- yeah, Kelly. It's all about Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Kelly. Fuck, and instead I just of, want to be part of your entourage. And instead of a pair of Jordans, you'd get a pair of Kellys. No, they'd be a pair of Morgans. Uh no, I'd want to go with the first name. Kelly. Oh, it's my it's like my share. It's my brand. And I invented branding and I also invented the internet. So hey. you sound like that Congress guy from New York. <laughs> What's his name? Santos or something? I don't know what his name is. Is it Santos? I don't know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I invented the internet as well. Yeah. yeah. And water. And water. Mm-hmm. I invented I like water. water. That was a good one. Water was a good one, right? That was, that was me. One. That was me. I, I also I also was the single responsible for moving all of the plastic out of the ocean. Don't don't thank me. It's just what I do. Yep, Kelly. World domination. But it's it's a peaceful world. It's a peaceful world. So yes, it's a a peaceful world with me on top of it. I would go back in time to rule the world, James. Yes, the secret's out. Kelly. Yep. And we wouldn't call it Earth anymore. That would be called Morgan. Oh, like Mother Earth, but Mother Morgan. Planet Morgan. Planet M. There's a song, isn't there? Oh, that's Planet X, huh? Yeah, but Planet M. So I'm just saying, do you all want me to go back in time? I think you kind of do. No, I think I want to rescind that question. <laughs> but that's my random bullshit. God, yeah, it was. <laughs> so you can get us on Facebook, Twitter. Hey, I, don't I get a chance to say? Oh, do you want one? Oh, well, I, I figured it was your question. Okay, James, I'm sorry. Um, If you could go back into any time period... What would it be and why? Didn't I ask you that? 
You said you wanted to turn. <laughs> Let's see. If I could go back any time period, I'd have to go with... That's a good question, my friend. I'd have to go with the minute who invented the will or fire. I'd say who 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 used fire for the first time. Well, James, we all know that black people invented pretty much everything. Fire too. Fire came from Africa. Yeah. Fire came from nature. Which is dominant in Africa. Nature's everywhere, my friend. But it's more prevalent so in Africa. I'd like to go with math for the win. I'm going to go with science, Bob. Science for the win? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is a random question? So who... We don't know who invented the will, do That's we? That's why I want to go back. Oh. So would you invent the will and it wouldn't be called the will, it'd be called the James? No, I'd probably name it the Kelly. Uh, right on. <laughs> since, since that seems to be the, the theme. Right on. I wouldn't get, even know who you are. I would just say, that, oh, that looks like a Kelly. Don't get yourself a pair of Kellys. Yeah. I'd go with Morgans, man. <laughs> and the Morgans are bad, too. See, and if I had a brand, it'd have to be like J. Michael. I'd, I'd go J. Michael. Would you go J. Michael? Yeah, that's my brand. J. Michael? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta get me some new J. Michaels, man. I gotta look get how... me some of those J. Michaels. Yeah. They look yeah. fast. They look, they look cool. Fast. They yeah. look good with my Kellys. Hey. Yeah. Yep. See? Do, I, do, do, do my J. Michaels make me look fast? Yep. They do. But yeah. the Kellys, the Kellys are what does it for you. J. Put Michaels you are cool time. and all. Yeah, but Kellys put you in there. Right. I like that. Anyway, you can you can get yourself a pair of Kellys if you go to Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And then we also have a YouTube channel as well. And hey, last month on YouTube, guess what? We got one new subscriber. We are Ooh. in the zone. In the zone. Yeah, we got so one. So how many we got now? 32. Yeah. And we're getting close to going 100 followers on Facebook. Woohoo! And we were, there was another number we were hitting. Oh, we're almost at 3,000... Downloads of the show. Woohoo! See? Yeah. See, slow and steady wins the race, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, so slow and steady. We're coming for you, Joe Rogan. We're, we're coming. coming. For you. We are coming for you. Remember yeah. that. But in the meantime, keep your minds open, people.